Good afternoon and welcome to Lifestyle Marketing and Leadership Series with Kevin Craig, where we add value to people's lives, happening every Thursday on ebizradio.com. You can catch the Lunchtime Series on all major podcast channels. And joining me as per usual, marketing and communications expert and co-host, Craig Page-Lee. Craig, how are you doing? Hello, Kevin. I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just you know, these weeks are flying by. You and I were just chatting offline a short while ago. Um, you know, it's one more weekend. It's the end of February. Unreal. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. I need a holiday. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were those days where we felt like we could be back at school, Greg, like and just like go to school and do just that. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, the, if, if you look at what the youngsters have to do at school these days, um, well, take a, a really different approach to just to do that. The huge respect for what, what the young kids are, are having to do with at school these days. Huge respect. Craig, so on today, I mean, today's show, our 50th show, I mean, like, I can't even believe that it's like we've got this far. I mean, like, it's de definitely uh, a cause for celebration, and uh, and we have a really special guest joining us, so it's, uh, today's a biggie. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it, absolutely, Kevin. Hard to believe that we actually started this journey during COVID, when, when I was initially invited as a as a guest onto your show, and uh ended up becoming co-host with you in a very short period of time. So, yeah, thank you for the opportunity and, and the fact that we've managed 50 shows to date here. So, unfortunately, not 50 consecutive because we had the, the pause during during the festive season. But, um, you know, yeah. up until then, it was about 47 consecutive weeks, which is really, really great. And season two is, is, is rolling on nicely. So, here we go. Yeah, I mean, and just to just to say, you know, season two, it's like I'm so excited. I've even brought some red wine. So cheers to you, Craig. Thank you for, and, for uh, being back, brilliant. Back to you. And, and there's a particular <laughs> reason that we're celebrating with wine and we'll share a bit more on that shortly. But before we do, before we do, we're going to jump into today's discussion. Um, we want to just recap on last week. So give us a bit of a, a reminder of what we spoke about, because last week was a fantastic conversation as well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Kevin. Just sort of five or six key points from last week. And, and, and the points that I want to touch on were, were described by Demetrios Spiridondis in the article, How Has COVID-19 Changed Leadership? It was published to the wbs.ac.uk uh, blog site on 21 October 2021, so very current in, in its thinking and points of view, and a perfect reminder as, as to the points that, that go like this. Number one is strategic leadership is needed more than ever to deal with the complexity and uncertainty organizations face in the wake of COVID. On the back of these learnings, though, leaders must be prepared to evolve and change themselves, maintaining a level of agility even now that we are back in this so-called normal times. And 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 it is it's a it's an odd place because I actually don't know what this this new normal really consists of. Yeah. Leaders need their organizations to be able to respond quickly and fluently. They need to embrace adaptive leadership, but they also need to be aware of their own needs. And this is a really, really important point because leaders have have felt the front end of all of that uncertainty and pain, and they really need to be in a position to start understanding what their needs are as well. And one of the positive unintended consequences of COVID, Kevin, is that it created space for leaders to actually stop and do some critical thinking about themselves and what it is they assume about the future, and that they might actually be able to check out and, and, and pursue 
what it is that they believe. So, so that opportunity of self-reflection, allowing them to pursue what they believe. And you know, those are the simple points from last week, short and sweet, but actually quite, quite impactful in, 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 in its simplicity. Yeah, guys, if you want to check that out, that's on the Lunchtime series on YouTube uh, and on all major podcast channels. So go and check it out. It's a really great conversation around leadership. But Craig, thank you for that. Um, I'm really excited uh, about our discussion today. And uh, let's dive right into it and, and uh, share with some of the insights and topic of uh, to, uh, introducing our special guest today. Fantastic, Kevin. Thanks. So we're really privileged to have Connie Machier founder and managing owner of Coney Wines joining us today. Did I pronounce the surname correctly? <laughs> no. No, that's why tell I us you. Tell us, tell us how. So that L stands for D in Sesotho. My so dear. it's Madie. Madie. Oh, yeah. there we go. Thank yeah. you. Just so, well, <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned last week, Kona is one of the 12 recipients that were selected from the tough process to be to benefit from Holland Insurance's um, big ads for small business campaign, which which we've covered about five or six times with, with other guests in, 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 in the previous shows. Um, and and I know from my previous chat with, with Cody during the week last week that we're definitely going to be in for some lively conversation and get to learn some really great lessons on how Coney got into the business of wine and and how Coney actually navigated her way through the challenges of COVID because it it obliterated the industry and it really, really imposed a a, a lot on an industry that was subjected to alcohol uh, bans in South Africa um, and something that never really happened in other countries of the world. So some unique experiences that actually... South Africa had to face and navigate their way through on their own. Um, but to, to have a little dig, Kevin, um, like with the ban on cigarettes, we know that the illegal parallel market flourished uh, with the help of some key unscrupulous politicians and leading business people in South Africa. <laughs> that said, <laughs> welcome to the show, Kony. Uh, great, great to have you join us. And um, yeah, thanks, thanks for being prepared to come and share some of those experiences and lessons you've learned with us today and oh. yeah to, to 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 allow us into the journey that took you from the corporate world into entrepreneurship oh thank you craig thank you yeah. kevin <laughs> thank you thank you Kelly, and thank you for being here um you know it's so great to be able to celebrate this with you and uh, especially having a glass of wine with you uh and uh thanks for celebrating our 50th show yeah I'm honored. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Yeah. So, Kelly, so before we continue, I just want to formally introduce you to our listeners. Just a little bit of background so they know who we're talking to. So, so for the listeners, Kony was born in Soweto, Rockville, but then spent a, a good duration of, of her youth uh, being passed, partly raised by her grandparents in the Eastern Cape, the beautiful Eastern Cape, before settling in Cape Town, which obviously is, is where the magic of wine happens. Uh, Kony is the managing owner and founder of Kony Wines, a brand that was founded in 2015. When Kony left the corporate world after spending, take note of this, almost 15 years working in HR and learning and development at Sunnam and the likes of Metropolitan Insurance in South Africa. Wow. Kony has also completed a number of certificates relating to the wine industry through the Cape Wine Academy and the University of Cape Town. And Kony has completed her IMM certificate in marketing management, which I'm sure stood you in good stead when you, you know, stepped out of the corporate oh. world into this world of entrepreneurship. <laughs> Kony, we're looking forward to hearing how all of this came together and, and how you got into becoming a wine producer. Oh, 
Wonderful. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> but, but to the point, uh, Cody, so, so what is it that led to decide that you had enough of this corporate world and that you'd prefer to work in the wine producer and the owner of becoming a wine? I mean, like, I'm starting, as I'm listening to it, I'm kind of going, that doesn't sound like a, like a really bad idea. Like I, <laughs> I can understand why you would, why you would want to do it. Tell us more. Tell us what is it that you know, do this? Uh, the other some years ago, after starting the business, uh, I met a former colleague who, who was one of the executives, and he thought I resigned to actually start an HR consulting, you know, business. So I said, no, I, I resigned. I'm in the wine industry. And he was like, whoa, that is a surprise. I said, yes, you drove me so crazy that I ended up in the wine <laughs> <laughs> yeah to drink. so i i think you know on a serious note um change i always love change i always love challenges and i felt over the years i mean i had a good position um very nice title i had an excellent team we did great things but i just found that you know it's the same thing in a different way every year. And whether I'm going to hit a certain level of my career, those things will still be the same, but in a different level, in a different way. So I need change. I need something to challenge myself. I need just to create my own path and create my own thing. And that was the main driver. And I had a couple of things that I wanted to do that I really liked because I wanted to leave an environment to start an environment where I don't feel like I'm working, although I'm working, you know, so I'm not like in this confined office and having to deal with processes. I need to be out there, interact with people, network, form relationships, which is something that is also, um, that defines me, that I'm good at. And um, I made a list of few things that I wanted to start. And one of the things, it was having a guest house, fashion boutique. I always loved fashion. Um, and then shoes and so forth. But out of the blue, wine came because I actually was starting to enjoy wine. I started drinking at a very late age. Um, I was from a home where alcohol was really, um, it created negativity. You know, uh, my dad was a heavy drinker and people around us were not really having a positive image or, you know, um, about, you know, uh, the drinking issue. So uh, when I moved to Cape Town, obviously I was exposed to the wine lens. And when I started, you know, being in, in, in certain positions and, you know, interacting at a certain level, I started enjoying wine. And one of the things I was like, hmm, I've actually never seen uh, a black brand out there or a, a black wine business. Um, I just started being curious, you know, why? And not knowing that they were already there. There were a few brands that were already in existence, but I never knew about them. 
So, and I said, you know, maybe I should just start something in the wine industry uh, while I'm drinking and enjoying the wine and I can do something. But it was going to be a temporal thing. It was yeah. going to be really a hobby, see how it goes and, and so forth. I tell you, seven years later, I'm still in it. It's been fun. It's been such a great learning because not now I'm, I'm just drinking wine, but I'm actually making a difference within the industry itself. So I'm not just consuming. I'm actually now taking the product out there. So that was the learning, yeah, that, that took place, yeah. Yeah, you know, as you as you're talking, you know, we've we've been as we've chatted with all the entrepreneurs um, that that have come with Hollard, you know, one of the things you know, and from the line of business that I come from, one of the things you notice is specifics about humans and you know how humans do certain things and why and um, and for me, I think doing what you've done. Uh, and listening to it, uh, you know, you, there, there's a fearlessness that comes with that. Yeah. Uh, and also there's there's a bit of, um, um, you, you know, so if you fail, you just get up and learn and, and move forward, right? And I That's think it. If, you, if you don't have that kind of thing, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to do, you know, create the wine. Like you wouldn't be able to do that. And also, you know, the fact that you've noticed that, you know, there hasn't been representation of, Black yeah. female owned yeah. wine, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and stepping mm. into that mm. space yeah. and kind of going, I'll, you know, if, if that has to be me, then it has yeah. to be me. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah. I, it's commendable. I, I think yeah. it's fantastic. Thank you. Brilliant. Tony, quick, quick one on, on your actual brand, the Coney Wine label, the brand, um, you know, creating a brand is, is a process in oh. itself. It really is understanding what your brand needs to represent the tone of voice, what it needs to say, should say, shouldn't say, and then bringing the visual elements together in a way that you can clearly see the universal brand positioned, but your yeah. differentiation across the category and things like that. How, how did you embrace that journey and who who, yeah. who did you bring along to help you with that? Yeah. Look, it, Craig, it's actually a good question uh, because um, I'm going to also turn that question when I answer it into something that is also a learning for other entrepreneurs in, in that don't allow, to, you know, that your idea, it gets influenced so much. You need to follow your gut. The brand, when, it, when I started it, I started it with a lot of noise in my head. No, don't do this. Don't do that. It has to be look, looking this way. And I ended up creating something that I like, but I was not passionate about it. And to change to the original, something that you wanted, it's money. It's costly. So from the beginning, follow your gut and do what you you have defined and um i started you know um getting help from my designers and i had this african cloth uh, i love african clothes african wear uh, at times and i said to to them can you design something that is this vibrant colorful um you know for me to you know because I feel that my journey has been so colorful 
and colorful with pain, you know, trauma, um, but with happiness and success. So, and when I look at South Africa as a whole, we are this vibrant, colorful people, a lot of diversity. And within that diversity, there's so much richness. There's so much that we can learn from each other. So I wanted something to represent me and where and my heritage, where I'm coming from, where I'm coming from, like South Africa. So we came up with this colorful, you know, noisy uh, <laughs> uh, uh, label that um, whether some people like it, some people don't like it, but I stand by it because it defines who I am. And I'm Fantastic. happy when I'm holding that bottle. Yeah, that's that's great. Because it is, it's it's a it's a beautiful palette of vibrancy, rich color, but you've been able to to classify the colors quite nicely yes. across the the, 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 the different yeah. ranges of the product there as well. So yeah, brilliant. And it's good that you actually have professional help to, yeah. to take you through that journey because undoing something is 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 really possibly negative for the brand yeah. but but yes. incredibly costly yes. and time wastage yes yeah, yeah. Yes. fantastic I, yes yeah so, so sorry you, i just yes. want to i've just google i just googled that brand a, a logo and the look of it and i was like that logo the the brand look of it that that label itself is as recognizable as coca-cola i promise you <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you stand if you stand in the bottle store and you see yeah. that label, I'm yeah. going to know that's Coney Wine. That's I'm Coney Wine. That's amazing. Amazing. Oh, Guys, you should you. check it out. Sorry, okay, yes. Yeah, it, and, and it is that. It's, it's, it's about the vibrancy of, of the colors. Um, you know, four, four key, key products at the moment, five key yeah. products, you're picking up the, the, the natural whites and that as well. And each yeah. of them just, you know, you'll see, you can own yeah. an entire category on, yeah. on, on shelf there with that fantastic yeah, yeah. so just Amazing. jumping jumping into the entrepreneurial space because you, you mentioned you know some of the, the the learnings for entrepreneurs as well is that Connie, just about every single entrepreneur we've had on the show to date has told us about hardships <laughs> lessons they've learned the dusty road traveled okay and being at the edge of despair when you run out of money and actually can't afford the next meal. And and I get goosebumps when I say this because it is a strong theme that is permeated through all the stories of the entrepreneurs that have joined us on the show. So stand under correction, but I think Leclonolo Motsing of Morja Chicken actually slept in his car when he couldn't afford yep. rent and an yep. apartment uh, of, of his own. So, you know, real, real stories, not, not yep. nonsense. So yep. what did you enjoy on your journey? And, yep. and what are those lessons that you can share with us? Um, Craig, it's, 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 it was a tough journey. When I started, I started, I mean, uh, from my own savings with a little that I had. Uh, so most times I'm actually like a self-funded business even now. Um, with a little bit of help there and there. Um, there was a time, I mean, uh, I think 2015, um, I didn't do a lot. It was more research and working with different people to learn how can I redefine myself and create a story um, and follow, you know, protocol and regulations. You must have legal license, export permits and, you know, uh, and all those things. 
And I think I started actually having a product. I think it was about 2016, towards the end of 2016. And my plan then was like, okay, I have this money, you know, um, that will last me for about two and a half years. I'm sure by then my business will be rolling, you know. (laughs) The business was starting to roll back. Instead, (laughs) the trauma, the humiliation of coming from a level where you never asked for anything. You have to now humble yourself and ask for help. Um, I know very well about not having anything. I had to sell my car. I had no choice to raise money. Uh, from you know the little that I had, it was so it was paid off, and for mm. almost eighteen months I didn't have transport between twenty eighteen, um, twenty seventeen and eighteen. But you know what? In the midst of that, my message to entrepreneurs: just keep showing up. And in that 18 months, nobody could even pick it up that I am not mobile. Thank goodness to Uber. And I was staying not far from the train station. So when there's an event or show, I will just make sure 5 a.m. I'm just over there at the station, get the train, go to CTICC or, you know, I made it happen. Talk to a friend, you know, the previous night, go drop my things at at the event and so that tomorrow morning I can just set up. So it was tough. It was tough, um, you know, and you have to prepare for the financial crisis, which is something that I didn't really do well, you know, to say, what if things don't take longer than two and a half years? What is your backup? You know, so so those are the lessons that I've learned. But, you know, at the same time, you have nothing. There's times where you have no food, you have no data, you have no uh, car, you have absolutely nothing. But in that moment, there was just something every day that says, just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. Take a little bit, a step forward um, and Thank goodness to uh, social media where you could create a page without paying. Um, And, you know, I started, you know, doing stuff on my own, using marketing tools that don't require a lot of budget. And um, so it is tough. It is tough, you know. And we read about... um, government policies uh, in terms of supporting SMEs, um, they are there. But, uh, you know, when it comes to actually hitting the real entrepreneur who really needs that assistance, sometimes we don't feel it. We don't feel it. And I knew that if I have to wait for that application, um, I will never actually start. So therefore, the risk of actually just taking what I had. Um, It is really sometimes humiliating for business people, SMEs, 
entrepreneurs, you have this burning idea, but you don't have sufficient funds to fund it. Um, and most, they just give up, you know? So, yeah. but um, yeah, it, it's not easy. It is not easy. Even today, I mean, then when things starts improving, comes COVID. It's like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but you know, you, you need a certain, I think, character or personality of doing this. You know, um, I know some of my family members, they say, it's, this is not for me, sorry. <laughs> I, I was actually going to ask, you yeah. know, how, have you brought any of your family on the journey with you? What did they not think of yet, you? Do they I think tried. you're a lunatic? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're still comfortable in their positions, you know. <laughs> yeah, but at brilliant. least, you know, the support was there when I was really at my lowest. Uh, my family, my friends, um, the top five, I mean, that I could, you know, that pops up, who were there when it was really, really dark. And um, my my friend in, in Johannesburg, Bilia, who borrowed me her car, took a chance because she had two cars. Um, and I used this this car for about six months, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's those things, people who, who just housed me and say, Hey, come and stay with me for a while, you know, another friend. Um, so people were there and that is the beauty of relationships, yes. you know, how you treat people. Um, and sometimes further down the line, those good things that you did, they always come back. Certain people will remember. You know, so I really felt humbled at that time because I was really at my lowest, but people could show up, you know, um, in their own small way, yeah. you know, uh, some did big things, some did really did small things, but uh, the power of relationships, I cannot emphasize it more in business and in life. Um it's very crucial. No, that's fantastic because, again, you know, the, the word relationships has come up in every single one yeah. of the conversations yeah. we've had on the show with entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and you know, no, no matter how small or big the opportunity of assistance is, it's a selflessness and the contribution of those around you yeah. without expectation. Those are the really beautiful, meaningful things that help, you know, push, push the journey oh, along. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's a there's a wonderful phrase that that you that you use and 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 it goes along these lines: resilience, oh, yeah. the ability to withstand adversity and bounce back from the difficult life events, That's and it. that that really is the essence of what what we're picking up on all of yeah. these wonderful stories of entrepreneurs yes. in South Africa. So yes. fantastic, yeah, yeah, resilience. Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, things will go up and down there's a flow you know in life uh but you can't stay further down there you need to look up you know yes yeah and sometimes you need to point things to yourself you know without we're very quick to blame you know oh but i didn't get funding so i won't start uh this this and ha happened 
um i mean you know for me to run out of money i could have made better calculations for instance but yeah i'm learning from it yeah. So, you know i just i'm just listening great and like and i relate so much to what cody's saying yeah <laughs> i remember my first client i got my first client of gumtree i like created a gumtree advert and i got yes. a, like a, a, a client from netbank you yeah. saw my Gumtree advert because I didn't have money to pay for, uh, you know, advertising. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I, I relate so much to, yeah. to what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. also, you know, the point to resilience, you know, those moments where you, you kind of go, why am, yeah. I, why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. And, that, and I know. for me, it was always a case of going, what is bigger than this moment right yeah. now? Like if I'm yeah. having a bad day, like what yeah. is bigger than this? What is yeah. bigger than this? Yeah. And it would be that. And yeah, I, it's that theme, you know, and yeah. every entrepreneur we speak to has that Absolutely. theme to have this, this drive, this yes. unspoken yes. need. Yes. You know, but I, I want to tell you a funny uh, a story. I, I love stories. Um, so in the midst of this crisis, I think it was 2017 or early 2018, I'm like, goodness, what did I do to myself? Maybe I should go back to the job and be a full-time employee again. So I start looking for jobs and, you know, nothing comes my way. After a while, a position comes. I think it was an HR manager position or something. So I go to this interview. It was, um, I think it was an NGO type of an environment. So, um, and then like you guys, they start asking me questions. I mean, you know, wine and HR. I mean, <laughs> what was going on? I mean, um, and then, you know, and uh, I can't remember what actually triggered my emotions. I think I was in so much pain and, you know, going through stuff to say, why is this not working? I gave it my all. And I don't know what was one of the questions the panel asked, and I just bursted into tears. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've never cried in that manner in an interview. And the person that I was supposed to report to had to hand me a box of tissues. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I didn't get the job. <laughs> no, we don't need no criers on this in this, in this business. Uh, then I, me. Said, wow. I said, you know what? You've chosen this path, Connie. Stick to it. Make it work. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely. Connie, just in, in light of that, you know, Hollard appeared on the scene with this campaign at, at the right moments, we've noticed for a lot of entrepreneurs that we've been chatting to. So give us, if you don't mind, share some of the experience you had from the moment <laughs> you were contacted by the Holland Insurance team to pitch for the opportunity to be considered uh, for the big ad small business campaign. And, and you know, what did you go through envisaging your name and lights on key media touch points across oh, South Africa and just word. having the opportunity to, to up the game of it. To be honest, I wish my grandparents were still alive. Wow. It was so emotional. Um, so that when this campaign starts, my 
asked my client customer, um, she sends me a WhatsApp to say, Hola, there's this opportunity. Should I, I, I really want to nominate you because I've been watching your journey, you know? So I'm like, oh, one of those, yeah. So yes, you can do it. Just, but I didn't know that she actually is an employee of Holland then. So I'm like, maybe she's connected to Holland in some way. But anyway, no, it's fine. You can put my name. It was within two weeks. I received an email from Holland, you know, requesting certain documentation. I'm like, this is real, my goodness, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and um, I think within a month, there were already two interviews telephonically um, with uh, someone who just wanted to know my journey. And I had another Zoom uh, type of a meeting with people who just wanted to see me, you know, because they've been going through my documentation, my website, and, and, and so forth. And um, it was on a Friday. I think it was about 6 p.m. I just came from, you know, I, do, I still do certain deliveries for my, you know, uh, particular certain uh, uh, customers, especially my elderly customers, you know. They want that touch, yeah. Yes. So I was like, you know, tired and, you know, just came from the shower. I'm like having my pajamas and so forth. Then I see there's a video call on WhatsApp. This, I'm like, mm, this is the call that I had before. It's four ladies. Uh, I'm on my pajamas and, you know. <laughs> so I didn't go like on video. <laughs> Um, so I quickly send a mail to say, they said, no, don't worry, you know, so we just want to see you, you know, so I'm like, wow. So they said, no, we just quick, uh, look at yourself and just interact quickly with you. And then we will, you will hear from us on Monday again. We're just going through the process. I was like, what? Monday they called. Connie, you've been successful. Wow, fantastic. It was, yeah, I was so numb. I was in tears, tears of joy. That whole journey of, you know, resilience, pain, being sticking to it no matter what. It was like there's this big answer to say, you know, it's happening. You know, your hard work is starting to pay off. Someone can see, you know, someone can believe in what you are building and it was such a great honor uh, for me and um yeah it, i will never forget that moment it um when the campaign started making my own tv ad it was still i'm still in a dream you know um i, I i'm not believing this is happening see myself on N1, on a billboard, you know, when times were tough, I used to sometimes drive on these big roads and say, all I need is a billboard with a bottle of my wine there. Fantastic. And it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Absolutely yeah, so incredible. It's, yeah, it's, it was, 
it, the journey was beautiful. Um, it was such a great team. It was like a family. You know, yes. it still feels like a family. Uh, they were supportive. They enjoyed my wines. And it, it was a different business. They never wanted things for free. You know, they still buying wines even today, you know, for their uh, 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 corporate shop up in Johannesburg. Everybody is was just raving about Coney Wines. And that made me realize that, you know, the basics that I started working on, you know, getting the basics right, the story right, the look and feel right, the yes. pricing, the quality of what's in the bottle right, it was a winner, you know, it, and I knew I'm on the right track. And, Fantastic. you know, having the right partnership, because I'm not just working on my own. I mean, I don't have my own farm yet. You know, it's something in the near future that I would have maybe in a different way. You know, technology works wonders these days. So, um, but, you know, the partnership that I have with my supplier, it just changed everything. So those are the key things that, um, you know, that really is making Connie Wines to really improve on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we need to talk to Ntuko Shezi to, to have a little chat with you. I don't know if you know much about Shezi's work. So he started Cattle Bank and um, the CEO oh. of, of, of Livestock Wealth. And he actually ventured into some, uh, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, could be around uh, uh, macadamia nuts and things like that. Oh, yes, yes, so yes, he, macadamia. Yes, so, yeah. so he's created these these investment platforms for you know medium to long term investing of the people of South Africa yes. to create agricultural and business yes. opportunities. So maybe we need yes. to chat to Shazi to to get some investment yeah. investment fund going for a you know? for a great <laughs> South African wine estate. Yeah, you know? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Craig knows lots of people, Cody. You just keep in touch with Craig. He knows uh, that's why I keep him close. I keep him close. <laughs> I know, we, I know we're running out of time uh, at, at a fast pace here, but um, I, I want to quickly just cover, you know, we've, we've always spoke about 10 reasons um, why small businesses fail. You know, COVID hits, you know, as a small business, obviously going to have massive impact on your business. With that in mind, like, how did your business survive during the lockdown? Because, I mean, yeah. alcohol sales in South Africa, the whole big band, uh, you yeah. know, it obviously affected. What did you guys do and how did that yeah. affect you? Yeah. Look, um, it was not an easy thing, uh, what happened. The whole industry, especially us, the smaller, you know, guys, it, it really hit us hard because, you know, I'm not, um, I was not then, you know, exporting where I could say, ah, locally it's fine, there's a ban, but out there there's still a demand. So it was very tough. But, you know, I used this COVID silence to refine certain things the things that i spoke about to refine my story to re to work on my website in fact by 2019 november i was already selling online and i never knew about COVID then but you know i i i, I learned to embrace technology it um you know from long even in my corporate days i i was one of the first you know, who was like intuitive about iPad and just working smart. Um, mm. 
So technology was the thing that actually helped. You know, I started having, you know, uh, sales online. And when COVID hit, I was already selling online. Although we couldn't deliver, we couldn't do much, but at least people could still uh, buy and then we'll deliver when things open. And um, it was tough. But, you know, in the midst of those challenges, I started exporting. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was also related to, to the Holland campaign um, because it was a referral. It was not something where, you know, I was busy with. It just came out of the blue. Someone referred me to, to these guys to say, she's got the right port portfolio for you guys, some of the ones that you would love. And I think it was April, May 2020. Um, and then, you know, I started uh, exporting to, to Botswana. And, um, you know, obviously when people see that this brand, it's a little bit out there, you know, um, the billboards, the all these things, you know, there's that trust, the mini trust. Because before then, I think people would say, who is this Connie Wines, you know? puzzle shop from somewhere <laughs> so this puzzle shop is on Santon billboards <laughs> so um i think that campaign played a role and now we're talking to uk and i think very soon we'll be in the uk it's um, fantastic wow yeah uh, we should be finalizing that is amazing th things uh mid-march uh so more is coming and and that is also the beauty of learning and allowing yourself to be down there and come up slowly um, with grace. Because I, I think I've learned that, you know, this is not a, marath uh, a sprint. It's a marathon. I need yeah. to take, take each step at a time, you know, do the basic right and move along. Things will open up, you know. Certain things will find you. Um, and that's what I'm focusing on. I'm not, I'm aware this is a very challenging industry. It's very difficult. It's highly competitive. Um, therefore, you need patience. If you are here to make a lot of millions from the start, unfortunately, it might you might be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. What what I do love about what you said, though, you know, the 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 COVID silence, the, the time to reflect and refine, yeah. talks to that point we opened the conversation on, yeah. where where you know, COVID created a space for leaders yeah. to stop and think critically yes. about themselves and what it is that they assume about the future so that they might be able to check out and be able to pursue what it is that they believe. So well done yes. to you on that. And again, really also just great to, to, to hear that you've embraced technology and e-commerce and, yes. and, and really putting the wine out front through a yeah. digital shop front. Really, really great. Yeah. And cheers to selling to the UK. Like, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. It's it's been such a wonderful moment. Um, you know, you know, I cherish these moments. It's because, you know, you just look back uh, and say, "Hey, I'm, I I really come from far." You know, 
uh, I can still go further. And Fantastic. for you to give me this platform to express who I am and what I'm trying to build, it's, it's really, um, you know, a thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for choosing me, um, you know. Um, and yeah, soon you'll taste my wines. <laughs> absolutely absolutely when i'm next in cape town most definitely, yeah, definitely. come and come and meet in person yeah yeah, yeah. i'm actually here, in to... the in the space of i was again nominated to be part of the 12 brands that are housed in this beautiful space where we have meeting rooms we have a tasting facility we have like a warehouse so you can come and taste um, our wines, yeah. So and there's like beautiful food. So yeah, it's it's really a beautiful location. Yeah, yeah. We need to get you to Johannesburg, so you know that that uh, the brand is more readily available in Johannesburg as well. Yes. yes. In fact, uh, Craig, most of my buyers are in Johannesburg, Pretoria. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So and I'm thinking of coming there, April, May. Just for a nice event and, you know, reconnect with the customer. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll be here. Well, please we'll invite here. us. Invite yes. us. We'll yes. be there and we'll, we'll, we'll buy lots of wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <Awesome>. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, so I don't know where we are on where we... Yeah, we just don't know. I know we're at, at wrap-up time. Yeah, so I mean, if if you can wrap this up for us, Craig, because I'm like, there's so much that that that's such beautiful thing as Connie said. Actually, like, there's so much that I resonate with, and I, you know, I think, you know, listening to these stories, this is why we have people like this on the show because, you know, it's it's an inspiration to listen to someone, you know, going through turmoils, going through the things, and 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 still making a mark and you know yeah holland absolutely has been part of this this process um but if it wasn't for coney and wanting to make you know have her own brand of wine none of this would exist so right, right. it's just it's just a, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful beautiful thing to share yeah so, so a couple of pointers just great takeouts you know don't be scared of a challenge create your own path and and stay true to that path. Don't jump around creating sidewalks. Find find that path and, and just keep focused. Gut gut is, is such a great decider in so many things in business as well, believe it or not. With all the theories and models and and and, and, and permutations we have, going with your gut really wins in many instances. Yep. Keep on yep. that path, follow your gut your gut. Um, and I love the, the reference to curiosity be curious yes because if you're not curious you're not gonna unravel the other yes. little nuggets of important information or peel back the the onion to find out what what really is at, at, at the heart of all of that um fearlessness fail fast move forward um fr from your point of view a colorful journey which is actually represented in your brand and 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 that's what entrepreneurs need to understand when you're creating a brand the essence of the brand must talk the truth of what you what you're wanting it to deliver and be and say okay and then um just show up show up oh and build yes. relationships keep those relationships in place keep pushing and um just use it's great reference there there are many 
free to use platforms in social media that you can start getting your brand out there without huge expense, That's leverage it. those, get your followers, get them to see it for you and just start building yeah. the conversation through yeah. the social connection that you have. And, and that relationship group will help you seed the story. And those, yeah. those are my little takeaways <laughs> from the conversation today. I love it. Thank you, Craig. That was fantastic. Connie, thank you for joining us. Uh, if, on a closing statement, what would you like South Africans, entrepreneurs and business owners who are, you know, like having a bad day today, maybe, or they just they, they just need something. What inspiring message do you have? Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. Nice. Don't be too sure. hard. You know, we quick to judge ourselves, therefore we judge others. Just be present, you know, just be present. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Connie, thank you so much. Really fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. Connie, and that's from Connie Wines. I encourage you to go and just, just go and Google ConnieWines.com. Like the, and you will, and, and check the pictures the wine bottles are fantastic. They they look oh. sexy and they they really they look really really cool. But guys, and also we're going to put all this information in the in the Dropbox below. Craig, um, for us for our next week, Connie, thank you for joining us. What are we doing next week, Craig? Kevin, yeah, take a quick look at what's driving the global surge in brick and mortar retail again. Um, there there really is a big big upward trend in brick and mortar, and just a touching on some of the brands that are getting it right and delivering best in-person experience in brick and mortar. Wow. wow. Cheers to our 50th show. Coney, cheers to you. And uh, thank, thank you, you guys. For oh, Thanks for your time. Fantastic, fantastic time. And thank you so we, much. we look forward to, to that event you spoke about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> cheers.